Welcome to That Wasn't In My Textbook. This show is all about reimagining history because it's not only about what's in the past, but what's happening this very second. I'm your host, Toya, Toya from Harlem. Welcome to our introductory episode. I'm so excited, but I'm also nervous AF. I've been sitting on this idea of starting a podcast for so long, but I couldn't quite figure out the structure. My self-doubt was mad loud, and I had all the excuses in the world. Now I'm finally doing it, mainly because I like to try too many things, so why not add podcasting to my new school skill set? If we haven't met yet, my name is LaToya with a lowercase t, but everyone calls me Toya, unless you're my mom and I'm in trouble. Then there's an emphasis on the la. I'm a social media manager, writer, blogger, plant mom, and now we can add podcaster. For the past six years, I've been blogging on Toya from Harlem. I started Toya from Harlem in 2014 after having gone away for high school, college, and graduate school. In that span of time, my favorite Black-owned stores, restaurants, and bakeries disappeared rapidly, and Starbucks was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Have you walked down 125th Street? So in 2014, I decided to create this platform as a digital archive for all the places that were being erased in the name of gentrification. It was my little corner of the internet that I carved out for people of color who wanted to learn more history, figure out cultural things to do in the city, you know, like a black timeout. It was a place to add to joy and pride, in particularly for black people and people of color. I would say over the last three years, Toy from Harlem has expanded to cover all cities because gentrification and cultural erasure is not unique to Harlem. It's happening everywhere, unfortunately. But something was missing. And I couldn't quite figure it out. The first was that no one really reads anymore. Let's face it. Okay, that might be a little harsh. People read, but a lot of people are in audiobooks or just double tapping. So I had to deal with that. The second thing was that I wanted to find a creative way to include other creators in talking about history besides long article interviews that few will read. And then, you know, three was I was getting tired of history being explained by boring, cookie-cutter, pretentious white guys. Yeah, I said it. Oh, and I was also tired of the same lame textbook topics that were being talked about over and over again. Like, let's talk about the history of something else. So this show is dedicated to having raw, risky, fun information on the history of things you always wish you learned from that boring, bulky textbook. It's for those of us who didn't really get to read our history in those textbooks or get to talk about our history in those classrooms outside of maybe February for us, by us. Basically, I'm your historian homie, historical griot, trap historian, whatever you want to call me. So here we are, 
Coming up on this show, we will have some history holiday episodes, as well as interviews with dope creators who will school us on a few things. My vision for that wasn't in my textbook is it to be a digital textbook that you'll never want to put down. With an emphasis on history topics that focus on the histories of people of color and history of topics that if our teachers actually talked about, we might have paid attention, like the history of weed, for example. And I really want you to have a voice in this dope learning experience. The first 10 minutes of each show will be dedicated to giving you some history on the topic at hand. And then the rest of the show will be dedicated to looking at the current influence of the topic at hand. Each episode will also have a video component with it that will be on YouTube and IGTV. I promise you it's going to be good, guys. And ladies and we'll have a lot of mind-blowing moments okay so that's all the official stuff that's what you'll have to look forward to so let's move on to the unofficial stuff some things you should know to continue to listen to the show for me i'm toya i'm a little silly i might even curse here or there so sorry to the elementary and middle school teachers that want to use this for their class my bad I also randomly break out into song, so brace yourself, and you'll get to know me this season. I want you to get to know the woman behind the mic in this episode. So let me share some five facts about me. The first fact is that I grew up in some bliggity black schools, okay? Like my elementary school, my middle school were predominantly black students because I grew up in Harlem. My elementary school was started by a woman who was not happy with the school systems that she found for her children and she did not want her children to only learn about themselves one month a year and so she decided to homeschool them and created a curriculum and then people started dropping off their kids at her house and then she got a space to do a school and she opened up a Montessori school in Harlem so that was my elementary school and let me tell you like we sang lift every voice and sing every morning we did yoga and we meditated before school started I know it's hard to believe but that's literally was my elementary school experience. My middle school was started and founded by two brothers whose parents owned um, a building in Harlem, in Spanish Harlem to be exact. And the building was originally a rehab clinic because they had the building in the 80s during the crack era. And then, you know, once the 90s and the 2000s came, their parents gave them the building and they passed and they decided to make it a middle school for the local kids in the neighborhood. And that was really their mission was to cultivate us to go to competitive high schools in the city and boarding schools. And so we used to have morning runs. That's how we started our day. And we used to have circle every day. And we used to meditate as well. So I know that that's a unique experience. And I think as I got out of those environments, once I went to high school, I started to really appreciate the unique experience that I had because that foundation really has molded me into the person that I am today and even has been a part of the creation of this podcast, if I were to be quite honest. So shout outs to those mentors in my life who I still speak to, by the way. Okay, fun fact number two. I majored in African-American studies at Wesleyan University. 
I don't really know how fun that fact is, <laughs> but here we are. I originally thought I wanted to be an economics major, and then I was like, nah, after taking all these tests that had curves and I still was at the bottom of the curve, you know, I was like, this is clearly not for me. And I just think that I was like motivated by other people telling me like, oh, economics, money, banking, but like boring. Um, So then after that, I was like, okay, I would love to be like an anthropologist, right? Like they do research, they do history, but then there was like a language requirement and the idea of learning a language in college was just too intimidating to me. Like, yes, I learned French in high school, probably like kindergarten French, but you know, I did enough to get by and I just didn't feel like I could do like a college level French course or any language course. So then I ended up being a his uh, African American studies major with um what's my concentration? Oh, public policy. So yeah, that's how I got there. Fun fact number three. My first job out of college, thanks to the recession, was at the Apple store. And there's nothing wrong with the Apple store. But I was a concierge and You know, um, that was a really interesting experience. Do you know how scary it is to see someone charging at you with a broken phone? Let me back up a little bit. I said I was a concierge, which meant that I was a person that stood in front of the Genius Bar. And if you've ever had any Apple products, that's pretty much the troubleshooting bar. So if you have any issues, if your phone is broken, if your computer is not acting right, you know, you come down stairs to the Genius Bar, because I was located on a two-floor Apple store, and you wait in line, you make an appointment, the appointment queue is always behind, so you ain't going to be seen for probably 45 minutes from your appointment time. And yeah, I was the person who welcomed you and put your information in and asked you how you were doing and what your issue is. So yeah, I got cursed out a lot at that job. A lot. But that was like the first time that I had met so many creatives you know, in one place. And yeah, that was really cool to meet so many. They were like photographers, video editors, vloggers. That was the first place that I actually discovered Instagram. Like I was on Instagram when it first came out because everyone in the Apple store that I worked with was like, have you heard about this? And that's when Instagram was about like taking dope photos. And if your photos were fire, you were on the explore page. Not just like if you look fire, but that's a different story. Anyway, that experience was pivotal, I think, to my life because it really showed me that, you know, you don't have to, your degree and school, you know, might not fulfill you. And I felt very unfulfilled at that time. And there's other things that you can do and there's other creative outlets that you can do that are fulfilling and that you can definitely thrive and live off of. And that there's also non-traditional ways like that you can be a successful entrepreneur. So you can work at Apple part-time, for example, like a lot of people I met, get your health insurance, get your 401k, get your stock, and still pursue your other creative dreams until you're ready to transition full-time or you want to keep that kind of balance. So that was the first time that I was like, wow, you know, 
I feel like I have this degree and I'm not really sure what to do with it next, but maybe I want to pursue photography. And so I bought a camera and, you know, I met some bloggers and I started just like learning about what those things were. And so that was a very pivotal moment in my life. Fact number four. I am an only child, everybody. Yep, you heard it. I am an only child and I love it. I mean, for probably the first 10 years of my life, I wanted a sibling or a dog and I never got either, but I'm not bitter or anything, you know, I'm fine. I came out fine, right? Um, but yeah, I'm an only child and there's a lot of pressure when you're an only child. Everyone thinks, oh my God, you're spoiled. But actually you're like, the spotlight is on you. And, you know, if anything, you know, first of all, there's no one to split choice with. It's all on you. You know what I mean? There's no one to split birthday gifts and Mother's Day gifts. And it just gets more expensive as the years goes on. But don't tell my mom that. Um, and, you know, it, just, it can feel like everything you're doing can be the end. But then it's also kind of cool because you have your alone time. And I think that's why I'm like a 50-50 um, extrovert and introvert, like I need time to recharge. I can totally be my, myself for a very long time. I don't need to be in the in crowd. So I think that, you know, that's added to my character, but yeah, I am an only child, everybody. Okay. Let's do the last fact. Fun fact number five. Until recently, I didn't know what I wanted to do like with my life, you know, what was my purpose? And yeah, I think, you know, it's taking me a while, you know, 30, and I want to age myself, but let's say 30 plus years to kind of figure out that I'm on a path to where I want to be. And to get to this place on the path, it was very like zigzaggy, you know what I mean? I took some turns, I took some steps back, but now I feel like I'm really in a place where I know what I want to do with my life for the most part. And all the other facts that I told you, I know it's going to sound really cheesy, is what helped me get here. You know, the the Blickly Black schools that helped me get the foundation to understand who I am, to have pride in who I am, to understand the importance of giving back to your community. And then, you know, obviously going to college, majoring in African-American studies, getting that kind of collegiate foundation and then also, you know, adding Apple to that, like that creative space that I was in with all those amazing, awesome people that I still talk to to this day. And then, you know, being an only child, I don't really know how that one fits in there. I guess it's just like who I am at the core. But yeah, you know, Toya from Harlem, this podcast all have made me a confident person, have made me feel like I am on the way of giving back and learning and doing things that make me happy. And I'm really excited about that. It took me a while to get here. I think, you know, if I could write a letter to myself when I was 18, I'd be like, it's going to take you some time, boo-boo. <laughs> but here we are. So yeah, those are all the facts about me, your host. And you know, this is, that wasn't in my textbook podcast. And this is my way of inviting you 
on my path and my purpose, but also just inviting you to learn and uncover history with me of dope things. We're going to be talking about a lot of out of the textbook topics, like the history of weed, the history of curating, and just make sure you follow me. I am Toy from Harlem, all over the interwebs, or you can follow that was in my textbook all over the interwebs. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. See you every other Friday.